Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We paid $480,000 for it uh, in December 2022. This was 10th of December specifically. And, uh, you know, 27th of January, we did a valuation on the property or the broker did a valuation on the property and it came back at 580. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Sharm and in this episode of Invest Like a Pro, we're chatting with founder of Housefinder, Simon Liu. While some are focused on doom and gloom in the property market, Lou always finds a way to sail through the perfect storm and emerge on sandy shores. This time, he and his client washed up in Rockingham where there was $100,000 to be made in less than two months. Always focused on the positives, Lou remains largely unaffected by changes in the market. This is likely because of the bulletproof properties he and his clients chose which have proven to be seemingly resistant to the raging seas of the market. I think it's got a lot to do with the markets we operate in, you know, the, the affordable housing stuff that we, we, we talk about quite a lot, uh, you know, during these times of inflation and interest rate rises, we find these areas tend to, tend to pick up in demand. Um, especially with affordable, you know, I think the locations need to be very bang on though for that, for that, I guess, that perfect storm, shall we say, to happen. Uh, they need to be built up areas, large population, large population growth. Uh, so, you know, these areas like um, what we're seeing in Perth and Brizzy uh, are, are experiencing quite a big, quite a big demand. Uh, investors and owner opposite alike. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, other than that, just being flat out, you know, getting deals, <laughs> you know, talking to lots of, lots of buyers, like, uh, you know, I think at the start of the year, you know, we, we find, I mean, I've been doing this for s- several years now. We always find there's like a, a, quite a lot of excitement. You know, I think everyone sets all these goals for the new year and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, while other do- others go and break, you know, up until to 26th of January, which is fairly normal in Australia. Um, I'm, uh, we've, we've just been flat out. Yeah. I mean, we part of the job, I guess you just have to work with what, what, uh, what your clients or, or what people have time off, you know? So, so yeah, it's been, been pretty insane. sounds like a lot of new year's resolutions that came off this year. So that's excellent to hear. <laughs> Hopefully it transpires to actual results. <laughs> like for a lot of people, you know how everyone goes through the new year, new me thing. 
Um, and, you know, similarly with like gym memberships, apparently they go through a massive spike. So it's <laughs> January, February. And then after that, you start to see a bit of a plateau. Daylight savings come back. Like if you're, if you're in the Eastern States, when daylight savings changes, that's when everyone goes back to default, <laughs> default zombie mode until, <laughs> until maybe like October or something. <laughs> Exactly. That's so funny. All right. Well, today we've got an interesting one that uh, we wanted to share with the audience. It's actually a deal that um, you've been actually with a client that's been with you, have purchased numerous properties. Maybe let's paint the picture of, um, I guess, the client's background and um, how maybe talk a little bit about his portfolio because he seems to be, you know, continuously buying a lot of properties from from yourself and also building his portfolio. So, yeah, let's give a a bit of background about him. Yeah, no, so this guy is a uh, quite a long-term client of ours. You know, we've, uh, we're pretty much mates now, to be honest. <laughs> you know, a lot of these, a lot of these um, relationships after a couple of properties, you, you kind of, yes, and a few catch-ups as well, like, you know, face-to-face or at the, at the pub or the coffee shop or whatever. Um, anyway, he, he's down to eight properties to date. Um, we've been responsible for five of those properties. Uh, so, you know, over the past literally probably three or four years now we've been working with him. You know, he's just been buying these properties uh, one after the other. And it's, um, yeah, it's interesting because like, you know, our job is always to find these deals where we, uh, you know, off market, below market, that type of thing to pull out equity from and a lot, a lot of cash flow. And um, and obviously he, uh, it, we, we've been successful with him with each of these properties. And you know, it's it's one of those things where I think um, investors and clients they, they look at that and they say, like when they experience, let's say, a hundred thousand dollar equity pool uh, within a really short time of buying, I think they maybe I don't know they they start to look at different options as well. So a lot of the times, instead of going, oh, you know what, this works, you know, we should just keep doing this, you know, for literally ten properties, build up a big portfolio, and um, and um, and uh, 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 you know, sell down a few and create passive income. You know, this particular client, after every deal, he'll, he'll go off and, you know, listen to maybe some other person with a, a different strategy or, you know, maybe get sucked in into like a, 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 a development opportunity or something like this, right? So we, we always have these, um, these uh, you know, DM, DNM type conversations, <laughs> you know, a few a few months after after we pull out amazing equity from these houses. And it, it's like the conversation is always aligned about how he's going to, you know, achieve his long-term passive income goal. You know, and he's like, Simon, you know, I've, I've been I've been reading up about this 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 opportunity and it's a development site in some random Woodwood town or something like this, whatever it is. And I will I always kind of have to kind of steer him back on course. And be like, look, you buy these houses, you're making a lot of equity and the cash flow is really good. You know, some of the earlier ones we bought have like, you know, some of these houses have pretty much doubled in value. You know, just stick, stay the course, get yourself to a point where, you know, you've got a lot of passive income and you're not working anymore. He's still currently working uh, nine to five. Um, and, um, you know, enough equity to, to, to actually properly fund like a proper development site if that's the path you want to go down uh, or if you want to get into commercial, you know, like the, we find we find the one mil, two mil or below type properties in commercial to be a, a, quite a lot more risky. Um, you know, do do commercial properly. You know, get a get a get a site with like 
you know, multi-tenants and, you know, like an IGA anchor tenant or something like that, you know, that's really going to give you proper yield and, and, and proper security. Um, but, yeah, it's interesting how, you know, I think because property is such a long-term game, um, people do get sidetracked. And it's like it's, yeah, in Australia in particular, like property is, you know, everyone talks about it, everyone thinks they know about it, <laughs> you know, whether you own property or not. Um and you know you're at the barbecue on Sunday, or if you're you're at work with your uh, with your colleagues, and it's always you know you hear all these things, and it's really easy to become oh maybe I should be doing this instead, or maybe what I'm doing is not the best. But at the end of the day, I think results speak for themselves. Yeah, we can't compare. That's that's the issue that we we see here is that um, if you're at a barbecue and somebody's saying oh you know doing this and this and this, and then they go, oh I'm doing something that sounds more glamorous. You know, they forget to talk to themselves and say, look, there may be other issues that they're not revealing because not everyone wants to show, you know, all the bad stuff when they're talking at a barbecue. No one wants to be in a sort of a, a doom and gloom kind of talk. Exactly. Not even doom and gloom. I think like, like property is like, I think, I think for a lot of people, it's, it is a competition, you know, and it's not like, a, it's not necessarily competition as in like how much I have, but a lot of the competition surrounds the whole, um, how glamorous the locations of the property they own are. Uh, or maybe the type of property they own. So, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, you know, buying like a into like a brand new development, you know, in the heart of like Sydney or something. And as we've all established, you know, house and land and off the plan units are a, a terrible, terrible idea. Um, so, you know, people invest for different reasons. Uh, and unfortunately, there are a, a lot of people invest with with uh, with the show off mentality in mind um so yeah anyway it's what we do is not glamorous but it actually makes a lot of money yeah and, and it's fact you know you got to stick to fact because it's very easy to be caught into the glam and and i guess you know showing how how good it looks and stuff but if it's not making money then why would you do that i guess so you got to ask that question so tell us a little bit about um this this particular client you know you've had really good meaningful conversations with him and he's you know trying to stay the course but what's what's his background you know i guess what industry is he um been in and, and look i won't tell his uh, say his name but he's based in queensland you know he's got the, the family um you know regular guy really you know uh, he's a decent income earner i will say that you know he's uh he's uh, he's a consultant uh uh in in i believe the it industry uh, so, you know, he, he, he earns, he, he, he's a, he earns a good, a good amount of money, which has obviously helped him, you know, finance and, and, uh, and, and build a portfolio of properties. Um, you know, but I think, I think for him, like his, his goal was always to get to passive income. You know, he actually listens to this podcast. So you'll probably know who, who I'm talking about. When I, when I, <laughs> he listens to, to these podcasts and, you know, he, he just likes to absorb a lot of it, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of, uh, as much as he can, you know, rightly or wrongly, because as you are aware as well, in our industry, there are a lot of spruikers and people out there trying to sell an agenda. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, I think, I think it's good to, to expand your horizons and, and pick up different strategies and see what people are doing. But I think equally as important, it's really important to stick to your goals. So, you know, the, the, or stick to, whatever strategy you're, you're working towards your goal, especially if it's working for you. So, you know, the conversations I have with him are always about, it, it always, it's, it, it always starts off as like, Oh, wow. You know, we got this equity out of this house. It's amazing. And then, Oh, Simon, I'm actually thinking about doing this and that and, and something completely different. And I'm like, you know, it's staring right in your face with like with this deal that we're talking, I'll talk about in, in a minute, you know, we literally made a hundred grand 
like free money in the past, uh, I think I was like 50 or 60 days or something like that. And I'm like, why would you, why would you sway from that? Like, what's the, what, what's the point? Like what's, what, what's better out there? That's, that's less risky because this house also, I mean, the yield was huge as well. Like not, not huge, like by WA standards, but in terms of like, you know, what it, what it provides, like, you know, it's good cash flow, solid house, all that kind of stuff, growth fundamentals. Um, and, uh, and yeah, you know, I think it's, it's a bit of a sort of motivational thing. And I, like, I, I like to see myself as a bit of a therapist sometimes, like a pro, pro, property therapist. Um, you know, I have these conversations a lot with my clients, you know, they always come back to me and say, oh, you know, we've done a few of these deals. Thank you, Simon. We've made lots of money, but I'm also doing this now. And I'm like, well, you know, what's the point? What's the reason? Uh, so it's always, yeah, I mean, this guy, you know, great guy, you know, really sort of positive, lots of really energetic, um, you know, obviously a family man, looks after his kids and stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he just wants to achieve passive income. So he's actually almost there. Honestly, if he sold some of his houses, because I was recently sent um, his uh, equity position on all his houses and he's got... Just adding up quickly here, I'm looking at the the screen. He's probably got about about two million plus worth of equity in in all his properties at the moment. And that's only in like three to four years since he's he's been buying more properties with you. That is amazing. You know, two million worth of equity, like he could easily consolidate a bunch of debt there. Like just sell off a few, have literally four or five houses just fully offset or fully paid off. And there's your two, two and a half thousand dollars a week of passive income. Coming up after the break, we discuss the pros and cons of early retirement. I think at that point when, when you're not chasing a paycheck, like the stuff that you do from there on out is just more meaningful to you. How the Perth market and Sydney markets aren't so far apart after all. Even a decade ago, like if you had to live near the beaches, near the northern beaches. He dishes the details on the equity uplift. So I think that's exactly what happened. You got super excited. And he's like, you know what? Let me see if I can get this on paper so I can pull out the equity. And that's next. I'm Charan Sham and you're listening to Property Investory. Have you been looking for months and getting frustrated that each property you've seen since be a lemon? Or are you after distress, off-market, high cash flow properties in high growth areas, capital city locations? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you are not alone. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, Simon Liu is offering a free one-hour strategy session normally valued at $500 to help put together an actionable property plan. To get your free strategy session, simply visit housefinder.com.au and fill out the contact form or call Simon directly on 0415-626-342 and quote Property Investory. With nearly $2 million in equity, Lou's client could easily pack up and call it a day. While some people would retire to a tropical locale with a drink in hand, they've got other plans. Interesting, like, you know, even I knew this when I was building my portfolio, he's at a point now where he's kind of you know, towards the tail end of building that initial portfolio. And people think, oh, you know what, great. I'm just going to sit there and do nothing now. Most people don't usually do that. I think that, yeah, six months of doing that, you get bored. I can tell you that's what happens. I did nothing for about three months and I got incredibly bored. Um, it's actually not boredom. 
it's actually not boredom. It's actually like you know the lessons you learn and the the, the confidence you get. Um, the new normal, I guess you can put it, of owning you know a dozen properties or whatever it is. You just kind of think like there's so much opportunity from here on. You know, I've, I, you've been opportunistic for the past ten years, five years, whatever it is, to get yourself to that point where you finally can say, "I can quit my job." And it's like quitting your job or not working is not is not as appealing. Is never as appealing when you get to that point. So, all you're thinking is like, maybe I should start a business now. Maybe I should, um, maybe I should uh, buy more of these houses, or maybe I can, you know, like dream of like I always dreamt of maybe like working for like a a, a, a charity, you know, actually actually being there at the at the at the front line, maybe in 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 a um, in a in a less advantage. A disadvantaged uh, country or something like that. You want to do something that will impact, I guess. You know, give back to society because you've obviously got yourself to a financial position that you can do. You know, what whatever. And when people get to that stage, I think having some time off is important, which is really important. But I think a lot of people want to actually do something that's greater than just sit around and, and you know do their own thing. I think at that point, when when you're not pa- chasing a paycheck, like the stuff that you do from there on out is just more meaningful to you, and. Um, you know, I think that ultimately creates more happiness because really that's the goal. Whatever you're doing or whatever you're not doing, like the goal in my eyes anyway is to be happy. But happiness means different things for different people, obviously. So, you know, I think just not being burdened by the fact that um, uh, you, you, you spend, you know, your days, you know, making ends meet or, uh, you know, in terms of like putting food on the table and paying bills and things like that kind, kind of sets you free a little bit. But anyway, we're on a bit of a tangent. But it's important because, because the thing is, is that this is ultimately what your client wants to achieve. And we're talking about it in the sense that he is already going to be there very soon. And I guess once he gets to that point, what's he going to do next? But what's important is to understand that the whole process that he's been going through is leading to that stage. And I think a lot of people miss that because they just want to get to that point and go, you know, but they forget about the journey. The journey is to actually be enjoyed, not to just get to the point and go, yep, I'm financially free now. What do I do next? So I had this discussion with him, uh, with this uh, particular client, uh, literally two days ago. And uh, yeah, you know, at the end of the conversation, it was like, you know what, you're right, Simon, let's just stay the course. We're doing it. We're- We'll do another two properties with you. So here we go. <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, exactly. So I can't complain, obviously. You know, so I run a business, so it's 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 good for me. But hopefully, we can just keep replicating these equity pools. So this particular house, you know, Rockingham. I think everyone knows about Rockingham by now. You know, it's been it's been one of those areas that's been talked about um, quite a lot in the past um, past, let's say, twelve to to eighteen months. Um, and surrounds, you know, Rockingham is not just the Rockingham suburb itself, but there's a ton of area, um, you know, right from Rocky down to uh, Dawesville even, which is quite far south, um, That that's getting hit hard at the moment. And it's being hit hard because there is, um, there's just a lot of people moving there. You know, like it's, it's always, it's, you know, comparatively, if you look at where Rocky uh, uh, is from like a social economic standpoint it's it has always been considered like a bit of a low socio area but the fact that it's currently changing or has been changing rapidly is where a lot of the growth that we're seeing is happening and you know similar to all the other stuff that we we do it's there's a lot of you know we kind of go to where people are starting to move to to live in you know we're finding you know rocky in these areas like you know from a 
from a lifestyle, a balance of a lifestyle slash, you know, being close to the city perspective, it's it's pretty uh, it's pretty it's pretty attractive at the moment. So that's that's currently why it's going through a bit of a a bit of a boom and affordability as well. And that's what we saw back in Queensland. You know, when the prices were at a very affordable price. People were moving in droves and then as soon as it starts to go up a little bit, obviously as investors, we make money from that. But at the same time, um, I guess it starts to balance out and become sort of the next sort of medium or yeah, medium suburb that's, uh, I guess, not as affordable as it used to be, but it's still, you know, unoccupied very much in that. And I, I'm seeing a lot of these things happen, as you're saying, with these suburbs too. Absolutely. And like, I think like just Rocky in particular, obviously you've got the beaches there. Um, you can get four bed houses from, you know, if you're paying retail uh, for them, they're around about, you know, near the beach, decent houses around about the five, 500, 550 ish mark for like a four bed, two bath, two garage, brick house, that type of setup. Uh, and obviously, proximity to Perth is not that far either. So, if you look at all the capital cities in Australia, including the smaller ones, like you just can't achieve that anymore. Like being that close to the beach, being that close to the city for four, five hundred thousand, even six hundred thousand for a family home. That was a decade ago for us in Sydney or more. <laughs> Even a decade ago, like if you had to live near the beaches, near the northern beaches, you know, I remember I remember like maybe 15 years ago, DY was considered like a, a pretty low socio area in, in the northern beaches. Um, and, you know, obviously now it's completely different. You know, like it's it's completely flipped on its head. It's, it's a very sort of premium expensive area now. Um, similar with like, you know, if you, if you look back even 20, 30 years ago, like Maroubra was considered like the, the, the cheap parts of the, or the low socio. Um, but you know, now, you know, to get into Maroubra, like you gotta be, you gotta be doing pretty well in your life. So, uh, so it's funny how times change, but the fundamentals don't, you know, physically, the reason why Maroubra and DY went, went so crazy was geographically, it's just, how can you beat it? You know? Yeah, right near the beaches, really good lifestyle. You know, you're close to the city, not DY, but Maroubra. Um, but yeah, over time, that's the kind of stuff that gentrifies really quickly. Mm, and that's what's happening in WA at the moment with Rockingham. This house, like, you know, off market as per normal. Um, I think it's crucial nowadays. Like, honestly, there should be no excuse, uh, especially in, the, in, the, in this sort of weird market where... Um, uh, you know that like it's not like people are i mean it's a little bit different in rocky because there is the demand is still there but the amount of people are fighting over houses you know we're not really seeing that kind of activity anymore so there really is shouldn't be as investors you know getting getting good deals should be like normal now if that makes sense um so off market uh it's a four bed two bar two garage house uh 600 square meter block so decent sized block um, this house is closer to the point, if you know Rockingham, it's closer to where um, the Esplanade is and all, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's quite a good location. Um, we paid $480,000 for it uh, in December uh, 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 2022. This was 10th of December specifically. Um, and, uh, you know, 27th of January, we did a, a, a valuation on the property or the broker did a valuation on the property and it came back at 580. So yeah, like in the space of what is it? 40, 50 days. Um, yeah, there was a, a hundred thousand dollar uplift like equity pool. And this was after it settled because I'm sure some, some listeners are aware that 
if you if you get sometimes if you get a, a valuation a bank valuation uh, before a property settles, uh, it can come back a lot higher, especially if it's like a computer generated uh, valuation, what we call a desktop valuation. But this one was like it was all settled, it was all done and dusted, um, you know. And the bank like so such a short time frame. That's a, it was actually surprising to me that you know the bank would be like, hey, we you know this house is settled literally you know, a month or two ago, you know, here's a new valuation, completely new valuation at 580. So obviously it was great. Just un- understand this. Why Why did the bank provide a valuation? Was it requested? Yeah, it was definitely requested. Because usually they don't usually provide a valuation until after three months um, until the, the property sort of settled because obviously market changes. Um, so that's quite surprising, you know, like 50, 60 days even, even that's that's less than three months. Why was why were they able to get another valuation that soon? I actually don't, aren't, aren't aware, sorry, of the specifics of how this valuation came about. But I do know that we just noticed that especially um, uh, towards the end, uh, sorry, around sort of mid-gen, that there were a few... After the fact, after we bought that house, there were a few very, very similar houses that popped up as sold for a, a significantly higher amount of money. So I think that's what prompted. And like, I love doing this. Like when we buy a property for a client, like a month later, I'll, I'll, I'll send them like a quick message with a with a with a link to a property that literally just sold like down the street. Just to show comparables. We paid four eighty for this. This one sold for like you know five eighty and you know, just to get them excited. <laughs> oh, it's important though, because, you know, I, I think I'd be very, very pleased to hear that as well too. You know, then it'd be like, okay, what do I do next? Equity pool and then, you know, move on to next property. So I think that's exactly what happened. You got super excited. He's like, you know what? Let me see if I can get this on paper so I can pull out the equity. I mean, he's, he, this isn't his first property, obviously. It's his eighth property. So he knows the drill uh, and the broker um, uh, who appears actually regularly on your podcast as well um he um he 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 sort of made it happen and and yeah here we are you know we've got we've got this amazing amount of equity out um you know like such a short amount of time so that's that's kind of why i'm always questioning why people have the have the need to to kind of think um uh you know what else is out there that type of thing um and i think i think i know why but like to be honest with you these houses are pretty pretty they're pretty dry but like they're pretty boring, right? Because, but boring works. And you know, it's almost, you almost want boring. Tell me about it. I mean, I do not want more headaches, seriously. Like, because you know, I, I run development too and I do finance and all that. And amount of headaches, I kind of just wish I'm doing what this guy's doing because it's just so boring. You know, it gives me free time to be able to do other things then. And that's, that's you know, the less headaches everyone's not saying that development's not good. I'm just saying that we all want a, a stress-free sort of headacheless life when it comes to these kind of things. And if you can just build a portfolio, keep it simple, you know, the, the KISS principle, then I think everyone probably will enjoy it. But, you know, we as human nature just want something new all the time because that's how we're wired. <laughs> it's not a bad attitude to have, like to challenge yourself sometimes, but I think you need to be in a position to mitigate risk as well. You know, I feel like a lot of people get ahead of themselves with property being such a long-term game. It's natural for people to just expect, uh, you know, something new, something different. Um, but I mean, we we love this boring stuff. Like this house is a single story brick house, four bed, two bar, two garage. You know, everyone's seen a million of them. We even focus specifically on single story houses because we find the um, double story houses tend to uh, have more maintenance, uh, and also they appeal to a a less wider audience when it comes to renting out. So obviously, if you're an older older couple you can't rent a two-story house because you've got stairs and things like that 
So yeah, these stocks stand like almost tank-like properties. You know, you you know the house is standard looking, just brick all the way around, like a flat yard, grass. Like that's it. That's all you need, right? So anyway, bought it, rented out. You rented for so we paid four eighty. It rents for about five forty a week. Uh, so decent, decent cash flow. Not not spectacular, but decent, decent enough to 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 keep it as a a good house. But yeah, the silver lining was definitely the the um the valuation and the equity uplift in that one there yeah how long did it take to rent that place out was it straight after you settled or did you guys already have tenant not did it take long to rent out it was straight after we settled pretty much um yeah i think it took like maybe two three two or three weeks it was also it was during a time that um the the rental market is is not the best you know we find that december Actually, maybe from like let's say the tenth of December onwards to right until twenty sixth of January, Australia Day. Um, this period is always the hardest to find a tenant because everyone's on holidays. Mm. No one's moving in this time. Everyone's thinking about holidays and things like that. Um, and interestingly, as well, if you're buying a property, this is the best time to buy a property uh, because you know obviously all the buyers have gone off, gone away. They're thinking about you know having fun, but. People are still getting divorced. People are still losing their jobs. People are still in situations where they have to sell a property urgently. And I just want to stress as well: we, it's not about taking advantage of these situations. We don't like target people. Oh yes, this guy's got just got a divorce. Let's go after him. Um, I mean, these houses just—they just a lot of them just need to sell urgently. And if there's just not a lot of competition on the ground, then you know you you need to as a as an investor you need to sort of um, you know be ready. You know for these for these deals to come through so yeah no solid house solid property you know he's um he's going to be using uh using this equity to buy to buy more houses and uh and hopefully continue the journey fantastic well that's been a really really interesting story and, and thank you so much for sharing that simon i think um this one definitely tops off for one of the fastest ones i've heard as well honestly it's even surprising to me you know, normally, like like you said, the three months to six month time frame is is more uh, is more standard. But you know, to see it, to see it happen so quickly is uh, is definitely a um, is definitely a, a something worth talking about. So, have you had a chat, quick chat to him to find out what he wants to do now with this equity pool? Yeah, a couple of days ago. You know, he was talking about doing all these other things and try, I think talking about getting into commercial and things like that. And I'm like, look, there there is time and a place for it. We just made a hundred grand in in two months. If you know, um, if, you know, let's let's say for the rest of the year, there's six. There's obviously six times two month periods. If we do that every every time, at six hundred thousand dollars of free equity on these houses. So you know, not say we can have it happens every time all the time, but you know, like don't like if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> that, that was the yeah, that was the the, the message. Yeah. Thank you to buyer's agent Simon Liu, our guest on this special episode of Invest Like a Pro presented by Housefinder. Also, for being a loyal listener of the podcast, I've asked Simon to offer a free one-hour strategy session normally valued at $500 to help you put together an actionable property plan. To get your free strategy session, simply visit housefinder.com.au and fill out the contact form 
or call Simon directly on 0415 626 342 and quote, property investory.